I'm Jen. And I'm Yvonne. And welcome to Good to the Last Bite. We're just two homemakers and best friends answering the daily question, what's for dinner? Wow, what a unique question. Yes, so uncommon. Nobody asked that question. (laughs) Nobody. Join us as we talk about life and the journey to step out of the box. And enjoying it to the last bite. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Good to the Last Bite. I'm Yvonne, and cooking tonight is... It's Jen. I'm so happy to be cooking tonight. This is one of my favorite staples of my household, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, I'm so excited. I mean, I like what you're making right now, but I love what you're going to be making in the follow-up episode using (laughs) this. Yes, exactly. Ah, So, Jen, what's for dinner? So tonight for dinner, what I am making is a marinara sauce, a salsa de pomodoro, spaghetti sauce, whatever you'd like to call it, that we will eat with some kind of pasta. And it's basically a staple for all of my Italian tomato-based dishes. Mm -hmm. What we're going to do with it later, we'll be adding it to use it for another recipe a little bit later. But basically, we're making marinara. Awesome. Okay. So you have spent some time in Italy, though. Does that influence your marinara making? I didn't learn this recipe from anyone specifically while I was there, but I watched a lot of people okay. make Italian, like salsa de pomodoro, which is sauce of tomato in Italian. And um, <laughs> I kind of took some different like tips and things I've I watched there and added my flavors. A lot of the things that I've noticed differently from like a tomato sauce or marinara you might buy in a jar from like the grocery store or stuff like that is that I find that Italian marinara or Italian sauces tend to be a little bit thinner. They have a lot of good ingredients Mm. in it, maybe some meat, maybe some vegetables, tomato, of course, but it seems to be a little bit thinner as opposed to like some marinara is pretty thick, right? It's like a thick tomato sauce. I mean, it is pretty common for it to be kind of chunky, you know, getting it out of the jar. It is a little thicker. And and that's, that's a, a rel- it's relative, but mine is kind of probably in the middle. So I make it a way that we like it here. And, but I also use it for so many other things. Like it's like a staple recipe. So I'll make this, if I'm going to make a bolognese, so adding meat to it, like ground beef to it. If I'm going to make meatballs, I'll make this and then use the, uh, the sauce. It, pizza, I use this as my pizza sauce. Or when I make wow. lasagna, it's the same base that I use. And I just, because the flavor is so strong and delicious that it works on all of those. And we like it a little spicy over here, which the base for many of our dishes here. So quickly, I'll just go through the ingredients and then we can, we'll get started. This is a very simple recipe. It's not about complicated, but it's about making the flavors good. So what you're going to need for my marinara is olive oil, probably about a tablespoon, maybe a little bit more even because you really like the tomato sauce with the olive oil just makes that, you know, that red oil that you get kind of on the top of yeah. tomato sauce. And, and it adds a yes. fat. It adds the fat. To it the adds acid. some fat to it. Yeah, exactly. So you want about a tablespoon to two tablespoons of olive oil, one small onion diced. I use three cloves of garlic diced. Again, I'm going to use my garlic press to mince uh, to put them in, right. but you could probably use two and get say, uh, like a nice flavor. We just like it very garlicky. So I add three, sometimes even four, depending on my mood. Yeah. <laughs> and then I add on the regular, regularly, I add one uh, red, large red finger chili. So it looks like this. It's like the oh. size of a finger. That's why it's called a finger chili. It, it yeah. adds a nice, like, as opposed to like a Thai chili 
or like a jalapeno, those have very distinct flavors for the area they're from. This it's very red pepper spicy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like a okay. red pepper, but a little with more heat. So it doesn't add a lot of now, flavor except for that heat. And that's just like typical for your house, right? A normal like pomodoro sauce in Italy wouldn't have the chili pepper? No, you're right. It salsa de pomodoro or marinara can have anything you want in it. If you want to add a red pepper or a green pepper, you can add that as well into the flavor. But typically it would just be at least onion and garlic that they would add to the tomato base. So depending on what kind of tomato base you use, if you use diced tomatoes or a passata or a whole tomatoes, that's really your own option. But okay. I add this, this would make it more of what they call an arabiata, which means spicy sauce basically so but this is this is really a marinara because the tomato is much stronger flavor than the pepper right i mean you're just Um, adding a little in yeah so i typically only add one so it just adds a little warmth but tonight i'm adding two because the last time i made this when i made it for pizza i made it with two and it was that extra little bit of spice that both my husband and i really enjoy so i'm adding two tonight but the recipe really just calls for one um, okay. And then I also add salt and pepper, of course, and and oregano is the only other seasoning that I add to my marinara. And then follow that with one jar, which here in Canada is 680 milliliters. So I think that is roughly, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, no, I, don't I, I think it's probably like three cups maybe of the passata. And passata is just another word or term for very pureed tomato sauce. It's not like tomato paste, which is super thick, but it's like, it's almost like crushed tomatoes, but it's a little bit smoother. Yeah. So that equals out to almost three cups. Yeah. See, I'm pretty, I'm getting, almost. getting good at the, looking yeah. at it with my eye. I had to Google it. <laughs> but then I, I tend to add a little bit of water to clean out the jar. Passata mm-hmm. normally comes in a glass jar as opposed to a can. And so I just prefer the flavor as opposed to using crushed tomatoes, but you could use crushed sure. tomatoes. You, if you want it like a super thin one, you could use whole tomatoes and then and then crush them in the sauce as it's warming up. It's really your own preference, which is what this place is, what we always talk about. Yeah. And that's basically it. Again, another thing you could add is a little bit of sugar, depending on how tart or acidic the right. tomato layer is for you. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to put the olive oil directly on the pan, let it heat up. And then I'm going to add to that the onion, the chilies that are diced. Sorry, I don't know if Mm -hmm. I said that they were diced. I like them finely diced because you want them just to be part of the sauce, not like a separate thing in the sauce. Yeah, it's not really like, I mean, you might want them chunkier if you're making a chili or something and you wanted a real bite of hot. If you decide you want to add like ground beef to it to make it more like a bolognese, then mm-hmm. you might want to add and make them chunkier. Or if you're going to add something like green pepper or red pepper, some people even add a little bit of carrot into their marinara or basil oh. as well. Uh, some, so some people like that, uh, those flavors. If you want to add those in, you might want to keep the, the peppers chunkier. But you got to remember that if you keep it chunky, some bites might be super spicy and some might not be. And I like to yeah. have it. Pretty, pretty even. An even spice. Exactly. For every mouthful to taste the same. So what I'm going to do just now as I'm putting everything in, I'm going to let it sit here until pretty much until the onions go translucent. But I'm yeah. also going to add to this right away the pepper 
and the oregano. So what that's going to do is it's going to bloom the spices like we talked about mm. before. It's going to really let the flavors be infused into the olive oil and really like help that capture the flavor. So then when you add your tomato flavor, it has just more delicious taste to it. Right. That's so cool. Now, in I think we've actually talked about it, but I believe that you have said that while you're in Italy, there were a lot of infused oil options available. Was that yeah, correct? Totally. Yeah, you could get like olive oil infused with chili is a very common one. They would actually put it on their pizza, which was my favorite. I loved it so much. Oh, I'd oh, like that. To dip your pizza crust in. Oh, so, yeah. so good. Uh, so growing up part of my life in Oklahoma, we would always go to like Pizza Hut or Mazio's. And of course they had like the Parmesan cheese on the table and the red pepper flakes. And of course yeah, it was a yeah. common prank to unscrew the lid <laughs> on the red pepper flakes. <laughs> everywhere in the world. That's yeah, everywhere. And then, you know, somebody's like, hey, can you pass the red pepper flakes? And then all of a sudden it's like pepper yeah. flakes everywhere. But I never, I never did use them like in right. my younger days. It really honestly wasn't until we met in Korea that I started getting into a lot more spicy things. But now I really do. I usually put some red pepper flakes on my pizza, especially if it's just a plain mm. cheese pizza. But yeah, the yeah. oil, I hadn't thought about that. And now I kind of want to make like my own chili infused olive oil. That sounds great. Yeah. So a lot of time in Italy, the, the pizza there is a, like, it's a more of a, it's not as greasy as a pizza hut pizza would be, or a deep dish, very thin. And it's got that nice chewiness in some ways to the, the dough. I love it so, so, so much. Maybe it's more similar to a New York slice as opposed to something else, but the dough is like, it's just so good, but it, adding the oil adds a little flavor. So some people add just regular olive oil to, and dip it in that, or I like to add the spicy ones. So what I do now when I serve all of my pasta dishes, no matter what it is, if it's marinara, like spaghetti, or if it's like an Alfredo one, which is not an Italian, actually, it's American Italian that was created here in hmm. North America or well, in the United I States. I did not know that either. Or if I make pesto, maybe not pesto as much, but I will make a side of garlic chili oil that we can drizzle on top. Again, we've talked about this. My hmm. husband likes food spicier than I do. So it allows us both the option to enjoy it at the spice yeah. level that we like. And so I'll be making that tonight to add uh, to our dinner. And then I like the, the the caramelized slices of garlic that are in that. It's so... Oh, oh that's so, so delicious. So like you were mentioning, the red chili flakes, you could use, use that instead of a diced chili as an alternative to add a little bit of heat. It does just... Just pretty much the same idea. I just prefer that fresh flavor of the, the Right. Yeah. So. I just, yeah. like in my house where we don't necessarily eat as much spicy, as many spicy yeah. things, like I wouldn't probably have a fresh spicy pepper just on hand, no. whereas I would have red pepper flakes. Actually, we yeah. have almost out. Speaking of, <laughs> I have to go to the store and buy some yeah. more. They, they, do, they do an excellent job of like adding that heat. Because it uses the seeds, right? Like that's the the, the difference here. So it, you have to be careful too, because it could be, you know, just a little bit goes a long way with the pepper flakes. But it's yes. just really about adding a yeah. little bit of warmth is the only word I can just use to describe the spice flavor to the tomato is adding warmth. But this yeah. one, I've added I two it. chilies, so it's going to be nice and spicy, which is what we want. 
that's what yes. I preference. So right now I'm still just letting it uh, become translucent and then we'll move on to the next step. So Yvonne, what have you done this week to step out of the box? Ah, yes. So I have actually, I just went on a trip with my sister-in-law. She has Fun. friends who live in the St. Louis area. So we went on a quick like two-day trip down there. And the main thing really I, that we did was we went to the St. Louis City Museum, which is right in downtown oh, St. Louis. So yeah, it's basically, it's an old shoe factory. And oh, they yeah. have turned this old, sh- yeah, it, they turned this old shoe factory into one massive art exhibit playground. That's like mm. the best way I can say it. They basically use anything and turn it into a playground of sorts. Oh, wow. So, I mean, kids can go in there and yeah, it's like four floors of artistic playgrounds, this whole thing. They have an outside bottom floor play area that's just, you can just climb all through these wired cages and up this dinosaur and I don't it's crazy amazing that's so cool yes and I probably could have spent all day there but we were on a little bit of a time crunch so we went straight up to the rooftop so if you're not an adrenaline junkie or you're not really interested in heights I would say don't spend the extra money this is just this is Yvonne's (laughs) review of St. Louis City (laughs) don't spend the money to go to the rooftop if you don't like heights, okay. you don't want to like see high things or maybe experience some slides and things on top of the roof. Don't. Don't do it. Enjoy everything else on the bottom. But if you happen to maybe enjoy those types of things, do it. Go to the rooftop. Okay. They have this bus that is parked over the side of the building. Like literally the front half of it is just hanging off of the building. So you can go sit in the bus driver's seat and like look down. So it's like looking like the moment of a movie when the bus is in trouble and it goes over the the roof of the building and it's falling but hasn't fallen yet. Wow. Yeah. That is adrenaline. That's where you're at. Yes. So then they have a Ferris wheel on top. So you're on top of this like four or five story building. No, they only had, I think they only had four levels that were in use like named in use for the city museum. But I think you actually had to go up 10 flights of stairs to get to the rooftop. So there were probably a couple extra levels in there that I don't know about. But yeah, so this giant Ferris wheel is on the 10th floor. And they also have this, okay, the only way I know how to describe this, and maybe not very many people will get this. There's a movie called Megamind. It's a cartoon. (laughs) Yeah, I think you have watched it together. I watched it in Maybe. Korea, so it's really it's a really good one. I really like it. So the bad guy is yeah. Megamind, and he traps the good guy in this observatory, okay. and it's just it's just like this building with a big, huge kind of dome roof, and this is where he traps All him. Right. So they have this dome roof building, and on the inside of this building, they have these wire cages that are basically just ladders. You can climb all the way up the side of the building, up through the dome, and come out on the top of Hmm. the ceiling. Wow. I mean, you're literally climbing up, and as you're climbing, you're no longer climbing up. You're basically crawling on your hands and knees 
on your stomach over this through this dome area. And my goodness, that was out of my comfort zone and awesome. <laughs> it sounds amazing. It also sounds terrifying. So I guess that's a good that's a good place to be, right? Is in the bet- between amazing and terrifying to really push yourself to do something. Yes. Yes. So wow, we went. That's so good. I went with three other ladies, and two of them were just like, "No, we'll stand in line and wait for the Ferris wheel. Like you guys can go right. do your adrenaline junkie things and come back, and we'll hold the spot in line." So they were perfectly happy, content there, and <laughs> so me and this, <laughs> this other lady. We see this, and I was like, we should do it. She's like, eh. So cool. I was like, yeah, we That's should. Awesome. She's like, okay, you first. <laughs> so she did it. I was so, so proud good. of her. Wow, that was an experience. And I, I yeah, was sure. terrified, and it was awesome. And I stepped way out of my box on that one. <laughs> yeah, it was totally. Great. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And I, I saw a video, I think your sister-in-law posted, of you going down a slide. And I was like, this looks like so much fun. So I'm glad that you did that. And you pushed yeah. and challenged yourself, and that's what we want to do with our lives, right? Is go a little bit exactly. Every, it doesn't have to be just every day, guys. It can be climbing nope. heights. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> if that's your thing. So, just an update on where we are. Everything is now cooked, and it smells so good here. The aromatics have really got started. Mm-hmm. You can smell the oregano and the garlic really take off right now. I, I love it. A good way of saying it. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to add the Passata now. Like I said, it's about three cups of passata, which is strained tomatoes, pureed, like crushed tomatoes, but a little bit smoother. It's just my opinion. What I'll do is I'll add this whole thing right to the pan. You'll probably hear it. And then I'm going to add a little bit of water to the jar to maybe bring it up, I guess, to around four cups, I guess would be kind of what I would say, just to get all the sauce off of it. And it needs a little bit of water just to thin it out a little bit. So I have to do that live here. (laughs) <laughs> it's always the best part though because then you really start to smell the tomato with all those season the seasoning together you know i think we mentioned it but you can add other seasoning to this if you want like basil is a very popular one with tomato to add to this, something yes. like this uh, a lot of people might add like just the basic italian seasoning which is oregano and thyme and a few other things mm-hmm. in it but i like just the flavor of oregano salt and pepper and then onion and Spice. And then also, if you want to add ground, like I've said before, if you want to add ground beef to it, or if you're making something like meatballs, this is excellent to go with it. So later on, I'll be using this, using the marinara in a way with the ground beef in it. So, spoiler alert, everybody. Spoiler. (laughs) And so now I'll probably let it just cook for a little, a few minutes, bring it just maybe to a boil, and then taste it to see if it needs more salt or needs more, or some sugar to it. So, I like to use, I can, you can also use maple syrup or honey, cane sugar, honey, agave, anything that you feel like you'd like to add. It's really not very much. I would say like for this ratio, probably only like not even a teaspoon, but it's really to your personal preference. Some people like their spaghetti sauce sweet, so, or marinara sweeter. So they're going, you're going to add a little bit more, but I know I'm going to need to add some salt. So I'm going to do that now. I learned somewhere that salt, when you add it into something like a soup, like some kind of sauce, as opposed to something like putting it on meat that you're cooking, it takes about 20 minutes to fully incorporate that salt, like to add the flavor. If you taste it right away, you'll taste the salt and be like, oh, it's good. But then it might dilute a little bit as as it's fully incorporated. I I didn't either. And I have to admit, I try it and I think it works, but I don't know. It could just be a placebo effect thinking like, oh, I'm <laughs> such a good cook now. 
<laughs> I know what I'm doing. I taste it 20 minutes later. So I always recommend that you like add salt, but then wait a little while to let it fully incorporate. So something like a soup or a marinara or any kind of sauce, I would just let it rest in the flavor. Maybe even a risotto or something minutes. like that too. Hmm. Around 20 minutes. Well, maybe Around. you have it on a high boil for a while. And I also know I won't need to add any sugar for mine because I just find that I like the, the balance of this. So, well, and you also, um, you added spice. So yeah, exactly. you added heat. So with the added heat, it may actually cut down some of the acidity. Mm-hmm. It kind of like yeah. replaces it in a way, and I would think. This is my own personal opinion. And I've had a lot of sensitivities to canned tomatoes as a kid. I used to get like an allergy reaction to all of them, but I don't in- oh, anymore, weird. thankfully. But I don't use crushed tomatoes from a can. I find that the passata just tends to be just a little less acidic. And that's just my opinion. Other people can have different preferences or opinions. So I don't always need to add sugar. So I'm using the brand Muti. It's just the one that I like the most here where I live. I don't know if it's Canadian. I don't know. It has a .ca on it. So it's probably Canadian. And the thing is, these jars come with, it's pure tomato. There's no, there might be salt. Sometimes you can get it with basil added in it as well, but there's no other other ingredients in it besides like this is 99% tomato and then salt. So 99.5% tomato. I'm just bringing it to a boil and then I'm going to put it down to simmer and I'm just going to let it simmer probably for at least 20 minutes. This recipe specifically, I've never canned it. I've never gone into the process of trying to can it. I would love to do that, but I know that canning is very uh, particular, specifically with tomatoes. You want a tried and true recipe to make sure that it gets like the ratio is properly done. So you need yeah. to add more citric acid to it and stuff like that. So you could, if you know what you're doing as an expert in jarring, if you know how to add <laughs> that to a tomato sauce or find a recipe that's similar in a jarring uh, canning book, see how you can adapt some of the flavors to make them taste like what you like. Yeah. I, that would be my dream. I would love to do that. So I did that last year. I actually yeah. did can't, they weren't my tomatoes. They were from a local farmer. This year I'm going a step farther and trying to grow my own tomatoes and then can so them. Brave. So brave. Yeah. One book that we both would recommend we both have is the Ball Blue Book that gives you the recipes. It also yes. has imperial and metric measurements in it. But they have like a tomato sauce, spaghetti sauce, marinara, whatever you want to call it, recipe in there. And they do talk about adding something like lemon or citric acid. It depends on the recipe. Use those ones. Try not to go very far off of them. It can be tricky, but there's yes. other, there's yeah. are other places that you can find references for that. I just don't have enough space to grow tomatoes no, enough. I, I yeah, grow, it like, takes two, a little. Two bushels of it at the moment, so. It takes Um, some time and space. So I just wanted to say for those who are listening in the United States, I think you couldn't find Muti, the brand. I don't think they have that here. But a good substitute would be the San Marzano Cinto brand. Oh, yeah, that's an excellent brand. Yeah, Um, San Marzano is an excellent brand. We just don't have it readily available in Canada. We can get it fairly readily available. It is probably a little bit pricier than just your plain like can of tomatoes that you dice tomatoes or whatever that you would get at Walmart, Crushed but you tomatoes. can find Cento San Marzano. So those would be yeah. probably the best substitute for what you're using for those who are in the U.S. Yeah. Just Again, you could also up. get a can of crushed tomatoes. Asada doesn't have any seeds in it. Like you don't get that, that, that part of the, the fruit in it. It's just very okay. smooth. It's like basically like if you got a jar of marinara sauce, but it doesn't have all the spices included in it. Right. It's that smooth of a thing. Very but cool. I also have made it with just diced tomatoes and added that. So it's like thinner 
because of the liquid in the can, but it has the little chunks of tomatoes. It's so good that way too. So that's about it. That it's so it's awesome. a very simple recipe. We made this last a long time talking about it, but you just dice up the things, pop them and let them sit for maybe two minutes and add the tomato sauce and leave it. Yeah. And leave it. And then it's delicious on its own with just spaghetti or some kind of pasta. Like I said, so many dishes that I use this as a base for it. It's a very Um, versatile. Very, very versatile. And for us, you can get four adult servings out of this ratio of food. In my my opinion, that's what it balances out. We'll end up using it twice. So we'll have it with spaghetti tonight or if, and then if maybe I'll make meatballs and have it with that the next night. Again, we always want to try to find easy and efficient ways to make good quality food for our families, right? And so this sometimes in the morning, like I'll get up and make the marinara and it's maybe five minutes to really get it together, maybe 10. And then I'll, I'll make it and then it's done. And maybe I won't even use it till the next day or the day after. And you, you probably could freeze it as well, too, if you probably. wanted to. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long it would last, but you could freeze it, I bet. Well, thank you so much for like telling us all about this and oh, yeah. I, oh, well. how versatile it is. I love it. I'm so excited. And thank you guys for joining us. We hope you come back and check out the podcast because we're going to be using this marinara sauce with something down the road. Yes. And please don't forget to follow us on Instagram at good last bite is our Instagram handle. And we are always posting up there. You'll be the first people to know when our podcast goes live besides those who download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And also if you have any suggestions uh, about sound quality or about recipes, anything that can maybe can help us, please email us at goodlastbite at gmail.com. That's goodlastbite at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We've been doing this now for a while and we'd love some feedback. Any, any yes, feedback? Yes, we would. Feedback. It's great. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.